What's kicking chickens? Welcome back to Can We Fix It? I'm your host, Maura Walsh, joined as always by my lovely and talented co-host, Jennifer the Vulpinator Douglas. How you doing, my love? I'm fantastic. How are you? Oh, I'm already like two mimosas deep, so I'm ready to get this fucking party started. Um, We're bougie bitches. Uh, Today on our show, we have a guest that we have low-key been like wanting for many moons. We just did not get our shit together enough to book her. Um, Soon-to-be representative, uh, Kimberly DeCoupe, who is running for rep of District 62 in Pawtucket. It is so fucking good to have you on. Hey, everyone. Thank you for having it. So we mentioned when you got here uh, that Jen and I have been talking about how badly we want you to run for office uh, since long before you announced that you were running for office. It's true. We've been fangirling for a very long time. Well, you have some fucking hot takes on Twitter that I'm just like, yes. And like, you have, you've toned it down a little bit, but like not by much, which I really appreciate that like... I love when, like, running for office doesn't entirely change a person. Like, I used to say I had a life before I ran for office. I will have a life after I run for office. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I love about you is that you are, like, no bullshit. And you call people on their nonsense. And, like, that doesn't happen often enough around here. So thank you for being tuned in to, like, people focused on actual change and tuned into people who just want to look like they're focused on actual change. Yeah, I don't know. I often think about like what I do tweet and whether it's too aggressive because I do have um, an aggressive way of doing politics. Like I just don't believe in this kind of respectability type politics because I just don't think it gets you. Agreed. And I also am not convinced that all of these people, you know, are worthy of respect if I'm being honest. Like and when it comes to like politicians up there, I mean, all humans are worthy of respect and dignity in some level. But the idea that, like, being an elected official means that you are automatically deserving of some different level is just, like, I'm not super into that, especially because I've seen them up there, and they're, like, not that impressive. (laughs) They don't care about the people that they're representing. Why should we care about them? Exactly. I mean, should you really be affording them the respect that they think they deserve? Not necessarily. Well, and I had the, we've talked about this, like, I had the unique experience of, like, being the waitress for a lot of these people before I was a rep, and just, like, seeing the really disgusting difference between the way they treated me when I was the help, Mm -hmm. and the way they treated me once I was up there, and I was like, yo, I'm exactly the same person, like, I know that you don't remember me, but, like, I remember you snapping at me like a dog for your fucking pancakes, like, I didn't forget that, Mm -hmm. like, um, and one of the things that, like, that still sticks out to me. You said something along the lines of, and forgive me if I'm butchering this, but like everybody wants to speak for the quote unquote voiceless until the voiceless are like, no, we got this. Yeah. No, we have voices. You just weren't listening to them. And like, that was like a really powerful statement that I feel like a lot of really woke left progressives. They don't want to hear that because they, but they need to, they have positioned themselves as supposedly the voice. These people can speak. You're just choosing to speak for them rather than letting them speak. I don't know. I've I, this is something I've been like struggling a lot with, which is like on the left class politics and what that means. I think the left is way too controlled by like the upper middle class and above. Who's like they go to like the Yales, the Browns, the Harvards, and there's nothing wrong with that. But 
They don't have an experience that is working class, and yet they will demand that they understand the way that you orgasm. That it is you who grew up in that type of environment, that it is you who... But that they do, because they went to school in Harvard, and they learned how to organize there, and they know the strategies, and they've read all the Marxist, socialist, communist, radical books in the world. And so they they know what it is, and it's like, but you don't. (laughs) <laughs> that's the problem okay mm-hmm. everyone who you organize looks like you acts like you come to the same class like mm-hmm. i also really love when like liberalism goes so far left that it comes right back around to being oppressive like we got our shit rocked by that fucking leftist podcast that was like all up our butts and around the corner and like a couple of days later What's they like were providence? the providence leftists rejected 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 but they put up some shit about like Oh, the same people that call themselves liberals are the same people who shop at like Subway and Walmart. And I'm like, cool. So do you, I'm like, cool. So do you understand that you're like knocking an entire class of people who cannot afford to shop elsewhere? Like, I get it's great that you're so fucking woke that you don't shop there, but that's also because you're so woke and have the money to not shop at places like that, that you get to look down your nose at the fucking rest of us who like, yeah, I would love to have the money to only shop at union stores, but like when you work a minimum fucking wage job or a sub minimum wage job, that's not how it works. So it's like really I cute that you run like a volunteer bookstore on the east side and like don't shop at Walmart. Like, cool, that's not universal, my guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, and um, there's also just not two shops or any. Literally. That too. Like, one of the things, like, I will say, and this was less of an organizing thing and more of like a personal thing is like I used to work at Stop and Shop when I was in high school and ever since I worked at Stop and Shop I shopped at Stop and Shop and it's funny because like I didn't realize it at the time but it was very much like the organizer in me that was like no I know they treat their people right because I worked there and like I got annual raises and I got vacation and sick days and shit like that and so like I made the conscious decision to be like no this is where I do my grocery shopping because I remember that they treated me like a human being (laughs) like it's time when like I didn't have that right if it's accessible to you exactly but like it just it it blows my mind that like again you go so far left that you come right back around to being an asshole and it's like I'm not sure if it's far left as much as class politics I think these people grew up in a different class and they don't really understand yeah it's class politics and they actually said something along the lines of we were so privileged we couldn't even understand organizing the working class and <laughs> like we are the working and, class and that was the whole thing that was hilarious because we're actually single moms who have lived at the poverty line for a really long time and we're like that's us right. like we, <laughs> we didn't have the benefit of going to the a brown or a harvard and reading marx and and studying for years and getting our phd and 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 which like again no no sh- and no, no shitting shit. on people who like got and a no degree shit. i want to become can. a lawyer but yeah i would love but just... with what money right Fuck. i would love True. to do that, that but that just was not my path and now i'm a parent and my kids are in school and i'm right. not going to be able to get that higher education and go beyond that oh but good god no it's just not feasible so i'm and i'm not going to shit on anybody who can but don't tell me I don't understand the working class. I am. Right. I mean, I, and I know how to organize people around me who are also working class and who are also poor and who are also... You know, I just That was so well, mind-blowing to me. 
every time, you know, I've been in left-wing spaces in Rhode Island for ever since I started organizing, and I always tell people this, would you tolerate a movement for, you know, Black Lives Matter leadership? <sighs> so then why do you tolerate a movement for working class leadership, upper middle class and above? Mm. Mm, thank you. And a lot of people just become very defensive the moment you say things like that because they see themselves there. And the way I feel about the situation is, listen, you can be an ally. You can support. There is a role for you, but the role is leadership. leadership. And you need to be okay with that. Yeah. Because why do you want to lead a movement that you haven't, that you, you're not attached to? Like, right. like, yes, you know, some of these like things that are going around the country are also hurting you just by the extent that they're destroying the country. Right. But you don't have a working class experience like that. So why would mm-hmm. you position yourself as a person who's going to work in people? Right. And, you know, they position themselves like that, but they always view you as just that you need to follow them and their strategy. Mm-hmm. When you join with them, these folks, they want you there, but only as a face. The moment you start talking about different ideas or maybe we need to do this, you know, that kind of pushes like aggressively on the powers that be. That's the moment they'll come on. It's like, you you know, that's not the way you work. You're not a serious mm-hmm. actor. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to work like this. Yeah. That's not the way we were going to do this. That's not the way we have planned. Look, I want Medicare for all right now. But we need to do things oh. in a good way. And oh. in, the, in the way that's effective. It's the incrementalism. Oh my God, the way yeah. that you're saying it right now, like I'm hearing so many different versions of this that I have heard over the years. Like, of course I want waitresses to make minimum wage. You're of not serious about I it. Of course I do. Just like... Just that's not the way to go about it, though. You can't be too pushy. You can't actually put out an ultimatum that's going to hurt the people in power. Because that's not the way you get there. Instead, we got to sit here and have compromises and debates and do inside fights where we're getting crushed. But one day we'll win, even mm. though we'll never control the institution. And that's... Because you're not really fighting to control the institution. And that's the whole story of incrementalism. That's... Well, and here's how... the thing. It's like, it's that horrible catch-22 because, like, I've been on both sides of it, right? Like, I remember when we wanted $9 an hour for waitresses and they offered us one. And there were upper middle one. class people. One dollar, yeah. one extra dollar as a raise. That's um, still bad. Well, yeah. there were a bunch of like upper middle class people who wanted us to say no that we weren't going to take the dollar. And I was like, huh, "Hi, quick, um, that's my dollar. <laughs> I kind of need that dollar. Yeah. Like, I'm all about like yeah. stick it to the man, but like that." That literally makes or breaks me when I make $2 an hour. So, like, maybe we don't, like, prove a point on my fucking dollar. Mm. And and there were, like, groups of people within our own movement, within the fair wage movement, that were, like, mad at us for accepting a dollar. Whereas I was, like, because their idea was, well, if you accept a dollar, then they're not going to give you a raise again for 10 years. And, like, cool, but we haven't had one in 30 and I would still rather have one than zero. <laughs> like, and so it's it's so tough being stuck it's in the so actual hard. financial spot of that because like that dollar literally mattered to us. Mm. Like that was the difference between like not getting a paycheck as a waitress because your tips are taxed out of your wages. So sometimes you would get a zero dollar paycheck or like a negative three dollar paycheck, off your tips. and you're just living off your tips. And so that dollar made it to the point where like sometimes I'd get a ten dollar paycheck. And I could save all four paychecks up and pay my electric with that. Mm. You know what I mean? And, like, your face right now is so... And I'm, like, realizing as I'm saying it, like, how did I not realize before how fucking janky and fucked up this system was? Where I was like, this is fine! 
fine. Like it is this one, is totally normal. My I, boss doesn't pay me anything to I do this job. I don't understand waiter and waitressing, like how pay works for for you in in that field. The customers I pay know. it. And well, but I and that's know, the thing it's is, it's wild. not mandatory either. Like Tips are not so mandatory. Wild. Right. Tips are suggested. I know. So nobody legally has to pay me. It's so right. insane. Like, this is so insane. And it also blows my like, mind that, like, this is still, I know. Way, the it's fact fucked that up. people's livelihoods is based on the generosity, on generosity of strangers. Of strangers yeah, like, yeah. And you delivering their meals to them the way they like it is fucked the fuck up. Right. And the thing that always fucked me was that the thing that they would take tips away for, 90% of the time, it was shit that was outside of your control. Mm. So they would like short what? your tip because their food was late. I didn't cook your fucking food. I have nothing to do with when your food gets from the grill to, you know what I mean? Or like uh. they would take money off your tip because it took too long to get seated. Be like, I have no control over how many customers are in the building. It was So like all the things that people are going to like short your tip for are stuff that most of the, the time at the end the of the day, I can't do shit about anyway. Yeah. Oh, my omelet was gross. I didn't fucking cook it, my guy. Like, don't fuck my rent up. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, I think about it now about like how crazy a system that is and just like, how, and I used to say all the time in like the, the, the Senate hearings where I'd be like, I get why you guys are fighting this. You have successfully built a business on not having to pay wages. I also would be bummed out if somebody suggested that I start. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) Well, and we've also created so many new versions of that with Uber and Lyft Mm -hmm. and Instacart and all of these like bullshit contract jobs. We're like, Mm -hmm. it's nobody's job to pay you. Except the customers. Except the customer. Which has to feel bad, whatever. So bizarre. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why this is getting more prevalent and not less prevalent. Well, capitalism, obviously. Capitalism is a fucking nightmare. I've seen a few places where... They just include the tip into the your check when yeah. they bring it instead of included, like, which would be fucking. So you're forced. Yeah, which would be dope, but like also you could just pay them a, a wage and then you wouldn't have to do, do that. Do that, yeah. right? I don't Truth. know. All right. Well, this late, this brings us to uh, one of our one of our fun games um, here on. Uh, can we fix it? We like to play Dictator of America, Dictator of America, Dictator of Rhode Island. Get it together. It's Rhode I Island. Drunk. How, how many mimosas have you had? <laughs> an empty stomach, Mora. Wow, wow! Describing me so viscerally on air. Who told no, you, you could do, do that? Well. I know you did. You you do. You do know me way too well. It's unsettling. Um, so in Dictator of Rhode Island, the rules are: there's no House and Senate. You can do whatever the fuck you want as long as it's Rhode Island based and you have the entire Rhode Island budget so you can safely assume that you've got enough money to do whatever the fuck it is you want what are your top three policy drives you again you don't have to pass it past anybody you're in charge as long as it's within like a feasible you know budgetary amount what are you gonna do first things first dictator of Rhode Island I would just pass Medicare for all immediately. I don't even have healthcare right now. So yep. um, healthcare costs are just extreme. They take up so much of your wages and it is a tax. It doesn't matter that, you know, they're saying it's not a tax. Every time you pay a copia a deductible, you have to pay as a tax. Yeah. It's just a private tax. <laughs> so I would pass Medicare for all right now. Like that's my, that's the policy that got me into politics. I truly believe that everyone deserves the exact same, you know, quality of healthcare. Mm-hmm. If you're a billionaire, if you're homeless, it doesn't matter. You deserve quality healthcare. Um, that's just what I believe. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot about how we want a country that, you know, has a more equal society. 
And I think healthcare is a huge part of that because nobody can exist without healthcare. Mm-hmm. Eventually, doesn't matter how healthy you are, you're gonna need healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if we ran a system like Medicare for all, it would truly be exemplary. Well, and isn't like universal healthcare one of the biggest money savers in the long run? It's like a tax cut. Yeah. Yeah. Because like so many people have to use the emergency version of medical services because they don't get any preventative care. I mean, the whole system is extremely expensive because there's a lot of fraud there. Well, and look at all the people that like, and and that fraud just trickles down to a point where like, it's the consumer that gets fucked. Like everybody makes jokes about it, but GoFundMe is probably the largest insurer in the United States. And like 90% of their like GoFundMe things are medical medical. related. Mm -hmm. Bankruptcy is usually big. Yes, for medical debt. Because if you get cancer, I mean... Even if you have health insurance, the health insurance might say we're not going to. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can be bankrupted even if you have dollars. My mom had to pay out of pocket for her chemo. And that blew my fucking mind. You're that right. blew my mind. And what happens if yeah. you can't afford it? They just let you. Yeah. Well, and she worked full time. And everybody like, was like, oh my God, you're so brave for working while you have cancer. And she was like. I'm well, not brave. I have to. Like literally, like you think I want to fucking work? Like yeah, I'm bald. So Everything hurts. Like are you? <laughs> I'm bald and puking, but I need the health insurance. So yeah, I've got to come to so work. Oh, you're so brave. Like, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fucking I'm, chaos. I'm backed into a corner. That's I'm not brave. Right, and yeah. mad people had to like gift her sick days when she ran out yeah. of sick days. Like that's a terrible system. Like, like, that's like a Jesus, horrible fuck. system. That is not okay. So that's number one. What What's number know. two? What else you got? I mean, I would do housing right after. I would leave in like a really huge expansion of like low income housing, um, really including like public. I'm a big believer in public housing. I think, I don't know, I feel like the best things we've built, we built them together. When we talk about public housing, that's us building together. We have a lot of money, a lot of expertise. We can afford to build the best public housing. We just don't want mm, mm. It's interesting because we always have some version of this from from our like democratic candidates of just like somebody suggested we fill all the empty luxury housing (laughs) up with affordable housing. Like there's enough of it. Fuck it. Why not? Um, But yeah, no, it's absolutely right. And honestly, it's getting to a point in this state where like, I don't even use affordable housing. There's no such thing. Affordable. You need to talk about low income housing, housing that's capped at 30%. That's really sad that we're considering that low income. Like because your housing is only supposed to be 30% 30 of your fucking income. Like Like, that should just be housing. That should just be housing. Exactly. That should just like literally be housing. We're literally just splitting fucking hairs at this point between and that's why you're specifying low income because now when you say affordable, people are like two grand a month. Be like, okay, who the fuck is that affordable yeah. for? Yeah. I mean, yeah, with the Superman bill. The, it's fucking The affordable insane. apartments are not affordable for anyone. No. Well, and I uh, I guess I'm like the naive dumbass that's like, well, then who are we building it for? <laughs> if nobody here can afford it, then who are we building this imaginary luxury housing Boston for? refugees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's so that's, sad. That's who we're and building the state for. for. They but don't that's... care about the rest of us. I mean, they know they're running a failed state, basically. They're just, like, looking for the refugees from Boston. Yeah, yeah. they're just hoping that richer people from elsewhere will, like, come. It's not yeah. that they will make rich people here by giving us enough money to consider ourselves wealthy. No, no, no. no. They'll right. just, like, import rich people yeah. from other places to live here. 
But then none of those people can fucking work here because right. we don't have any goddamn culture in this state. We, we do. don't have any like thing that like actually provides people. Okay, okay, we do have culture in this state. We just don't. We don't value the culture that we have. We don't value the artists that we have in this state. We don't value that, the educators that we right. have in this state. That's what so it we is. Have we have it. plenty we of fucking talent it. here. We just won't pay you. Mm-hmm. We, we don't, don't pay other people, people to do shit for us for here. Like, it blows my mind that we have RISD here, one of the best art schools in the fucking East mm-hmm. Coast, and that every time we want to design something, we go to New York or like Illinois, or like some fucking graphic designer in Berkeley, or let and some it's randos like, on the internet and open up a contest to them to design something. Right, because we're some... so against paying a fucking Rhode Islander. Yeah, <laughs> like we don't want to invest in anything in Rhode no. Island from like the God roads forbid. to the schools, anything that the public will truly benefit from. The state house has decided we're not gonna, you know, invest in that. And not only that, but when you see positions of power, who often is it that they they'll hire? Often they will get some state. And it's like, why? Does this person know the state? Have they lived here? What experiences do they have that will make them somebody who will make good decisions in a leadership position? And nine times out of ten, we find that they don't. No, they're right? there for money. Like, I mean, whatever. Tax, taxpayer contracts. Right. <laughs> Those beautiful, delicious taxpayer contracts that apparently we just, like, give to people. Yeah. Which, if we're, you want to yeah. be part no, of our I consulting know. firm... Um, we've decided that we are going to do consulting for uh, Rhode Island f- for whatever. For Dude. like, for your schools, yeah. for your And they water. never build anything right. No, we don't actually do anything. We just consult on it. Never have you seen like the URI situations that have gone on? Like, I've known, there was like a, their nursing uh, building was, when I went there, this was like 20. The nursing building was brand new and it had to be torn down because it wasn't built right. Oh, like, God. Like the actual foundation itself. So I'm like... We spent hundreds of dollars building this to only have to tear it down because it wasn't built right. Ooh, that is So guess what? Awkward. Now we have to rebuild it and then more money. Painful. I mean, it's it's just so obvious that like you didn't build this right because you didn't want to. I mean, come on. Right, because you knew that if you built it wrong, then we They'll would knock it down, it down and, and then we'd we'll pay, pay you to build it again. Jesus, now you fuck. get another chance. That is insane. Enjoy. I definitely remember. That's not the first URI conundrum with the budget because I remember no, we they gave constantly, them. It's a way to get public money into the hands of private, you know, private we, hands. We gave them a bunch fun. of money for like an athletic complex, Ugh. and then nobody checked in on it. We just were like, here's your money. And we just like Have went fun. back to doing our own thing. And then all of a sudden, somebody brought it to our attention like, hey, um, did did nobody notice that they never built okay. that complex? Huh. And like we checked into it and sure as shit, they, they, they just never. never shit, nothing there. They Only just never Island. built it. And like, also, we're so goddamn small. Nobody fucking checked you guys. Nobody they checked. They don't want to check because they know wow. it's a giveaway. Because they know deep down. Right. It's a giveaway. Right. It's not meant wow. to, you know, give any benefit to the people in the state. They know, listen, these people at the state house, they've perfected the scam of how to get public money into private hands. They've per- perfected it. That's just what Right, it is. to the point where they have found legal ways to do illegal things. And I mean, we were yeah, talking about this. You look at this. real estate. Real estate is one of the big ways that they will, you know, push public. You know, they'll tell you, we have a huge budget home. We can't afford to give you health care. 
you, your pension has to be destroyed because we just can't afford that. And you gotta be a patriot, take the hit. You gotta be a patriot, take the hit! (laughs) I'm sorry, that's so accurate! America! Yeah, that's the way they are. And then they have millions of dollars for some real estate project, or, you know, they're gonna give millions of dollars to this corporation that's gonna bring jobs. Yeah, but they never specify how many or how long or whether they're temporary. Enforcers. This the plan was never to make it work. Is the plan was to get the money into these hands. That's the plan. Yo, I love this because there's so many times where we feel like our tinfoil hats are on a little too tight, but then like. No, then they're not though. This is like this here. is literally what's happening. Because really? like, thank God, no, it's gaslighting. When somebody mm-hmm. tells you like, listen, I've had these these other liberal type people who are like, you're just thinking too negative. Like, you know, these are good people who are just doing the best that they can. And I'm like, they mm-hmm. routinely fuck up. How do you fuck up that much and against the same folks, which is the majority of the state, only to benefit a few people? This is not a fuck up. The strategy. Mm, this is not a fuck up. This is a strategy. Yo, I'm loving this. All right, give me give me number three in terms of policy. So we've got Medicare for all. We've got low income housing, or as we've established, just housing. Housing, just just regular, just housing that regular people can live in. Yeah. Um, what's what's your third one? Um, I think the Green New Deal. And Ooh. the Green New Deal is a bit tricky because a lot of people run down the Green New Deal. They don't know how to frame it. I think the Green New Deal can be very popular. You start talking to people about, listen, we're going to change every pipe so that there's no kid that ever gets left. We're going to retrofit every house, every public uh, school, all these public buildings, retro, all of these things. You know, we're going to invest way more in not only electric cars, but more importantly, public infrastructure. Mm. Like, you know, we're going to, we have a train tracks that we can renovate and, you know, add more routes. Mm. That will go a long way to cutting down on the car pollution. Another thing we got to think about is how we grow our food. A lot of the pollution comes out of our food and it's not healthy the way that we grow our food. A lot of the, anyone who will tell you who comes from more like a rural, like a country where they were living in a rural area, right? Where they're not exposed too much to McDonald's and things of these sorts, or even just like the regular chicken that you go and buy full with antibiotics. These people will tell you, the moment you get into America, your stomach can become sick. Your stomach's not used to this level of chemicals in your meat. Yeah. All of this stuff, and who's winning from, I mean, the meat provider, Tyson. Yeah. yeah. One of the big ones. And yeah. guess what? In their companies, they employ a lot of undocumented people who they basically have as like, wait, I mean, they're threatening these people, essentially. Like, if you don't work the way that we want you to work, we'll call ICE. You know, we'll send you back to where you came from. You better take these conditions. Who's reaping all these profits? Not like the customer sees, you know, a Any of the, the benefits of this, no. All you get is, I mean, we see the meat prices are way up, but the record, like, the profit. Their margin making, is crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. All these things can be addressed by a new deal. Um, I just think we have to really write the policy. And part of the problem is that <clears throat> AOC herself didn't write the policy mm. she just did a resolution of it like you know, checkpoints of like this is what a green deal would kind of look like but she didn't actually go there and write you know because that's a huge bill. undertaking like now that i mean when you think about it environmental justice is one of the biggest trickle down pieces of like actual trickle down pieces of legislation that you could build because that that deals with everything from like new jobs to new investments to infrastructure like we were talking a little bit earlier about how my house is located in a very dumb location Mm. um and that it's very difficult to get from my apartment to any other part of providence Mm. a lot of that has to do with redlining because the 610 connector 
cut through so many neighborhoods. Yeah. And like when you think about it realistically, when you make the infrastructure of the city more drivable, more walkable, more bikeable, more busable, you automatically cut down on pollution. You yep. cut down on people's travel time. You make mm-hmm. people happier because people do not enjoy sitting in fucking traffic. Right. Like yeah. there are so many small values that come to this one from this one thing of like, okay, we don't want to destroy the one planet that we've been given because as it turns out, we do not have a backup planet mm-hmm. and we kind of are getting to the point where we're like, we have to fix this now yeah. or my son's favorite game, The Floor is Lava, will be literal the floor will be literal lava and so when you break it down like that like this should be the easiest legislation to pass this should be the easiest legislation to pass because it impacts in a positive way so many different things on the way down that you're right it has to just be we're not framing it most people are gonna buy into like one of the problems is most of the activists around climate are like the middle class, upper class, or even like really. I mean, you have people who are supposedly wealthy and even some billionaires talking while they're destroying the planet. I know. Um, that was our, our our East Side person's joke about like I love, I care about environmentalism. I drive a Tesla. <laughs> right. When I go to you dinner at Persimmon, I drive my I Tesla drive my there. Tesla there, and that's how I am like helping the environment. You're welcome. I mean, I know it's an unpopular opinion among some progressives, but the Tesla is just a bad car. The only reason a lot of people are buying the Tesla is because other car manufacturers haven't gotten into the electrical, you know, industry in a big way. The Thank moment you. Toyota makes an electrical car is gonna blow the water. That doesn't yeah. suck ass. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be great. Gonna, you know. So, but even then, I don't think part of the solution is investing into electrical cars. But I think the biggest solution is public. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's just like, we don't want to have clogged into, highways, yeah. all this stuff. We really need to invest. And not only that, but cars are expensive. Mm. That's just what it is. Yep. If you have a train that can take you anywhere, wage owning a car. Love it. Even if it's electric. Well, just even cut out insurance. Like, I'm not paying insurance every time I get on a fucking Amtrak. (laughs) I'm not paying for the gas. $400 worth of, like, I know people who they're paying $400 per And it's usually young people. Oh, yeah. Because, like, that's... It's always the younger people. I know. I remember the days where my insurance was through the fucking roof just because I was, like, 20 and I lived in Providence. And I was like, like, this uh, doesn't seem fair. Yeah. I I didn't do anything to deserve this. this. Yep. No, it's absolutely... Same, but I do think we gotta think about how to frame this, and I think you frame it in you know material terms. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot of people who become sick from mm-hmm. our pipes. Are we haven't renovated these pipes? You go into many Pawtucket. Pawtucket is known as having bad water. Right. A lot of people don't even cook with the water that comes out of the faucet. Right. Wow. Because it's known as bad water. Why? Because the pipes are old. We know that. And they haven't renovated those pipes in a long time. So you do run a risk of ingesting chemicals you don't want to ingest when mm-hmm. you're just playing, you know, drinking. Living your fucking water. life, guy. Yeah. But, I mean, it's so interesting sometimes talking to other people with states that have reliable water. Or, like, people from other countries. Sometimes, like, European countries. And they'll be like, you know, just give me... Like, they'll come to America and just be like, just give me, you know, the tap water. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you don't no. understand that the tap water... You don't know what you're saying. <laughs> ...at the yeah. level that you're thinking... You can't do that. These, especially here in New England, these pipes are old. And we haven't renovated this stuff. Like, you are running a risk of just... I don't even know. Poisoning yourself. Who knows what yeah. exactly is in that water at this point. But I think when you frame it in those terms, people begin to understand more. Instead of just like, hey, if you eat me, you're a bad person. Like, that kind of <clears throat> rhetoric is not the kind of rhetoric that is yeah. going to build a majority. I yeah, also that's think, not helpful. But I also think at the end of the day, it's not the public that we need to convince. 
It's the elective, right? And that's why I'm so glad that you're fucking running for office. Like, as we said, like, we, like, we've been following your Twitter for ages and been like, this girl needs to be the governor. Um, but it's one of those things that, that, like, I remember when we were trying to get a $500,000 incentive to house the chronically homeless in Rhode Island. And I think in, incentive. In, it was like $500,000 out of the budget that was going to literally go physically to these people think there are maybe a 300 chronically homeless people so people who like they'll get an apartment they'll lose it they'll get it they'll lose it right and we tried to explain to our colleagues how much money we were going to save with this drop in the bucket and i remember saying like this is a thing that you all swear that you care about this is a thing that you all swear that you care about that if only there were a way to fix this we would fucking fix this here's the way to fucking fix this this, you know, for every $1 we spend out of this 500000 it's going to yield us seven in this person not calling an ambulance, not sleeping in a shelter, not requiring, you know, extra assistance, not having the police called on them, like all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And that shit failed by a landslide. I am confident that if you pitched that same investment to the general public, they would have been all about it. Yeah. They would have been all about it because we in the general public have actual budgets that we have to actually follow. And that if we don't actually follow those budgets, shit goes wrong. wrong. Whereas in the state house, if you don't follow the budget, it's like made up and the points don't fucking wait, wait, matter. Wait, but they pretend yeah. that they're following the budget. Every time you're like, hey, don't we need more money for schools? They're like, hey, we have a budget. We can't go over, but we can't go over for this, you know, scam project that we're doing. Oh exactly. my God, literally. It and like, like playing with mon- Monopoly money. It's right. But then when we ask, when the taxpayers ask, it's real money and there's real consequences. Absolutely. But when it's a fucking million dollar chiropractor that Paula Abdul swears like cured her fucking concussion. Straight up. We're like, take our fucking money. Like it makes, and the thing, like we, we've gone over this on many occasions, but like, I feel like it's something that we need to keep drilling into people's brains is that believe what you want to believe. But at the end of the day, we gave Dr. Pedro a million dollars of taxpayer money and every single year he would max out donations on the leadership team. Mm-hmm. Joe Shikarchi, Nick Mattiello, Dominic Ruggiero, Teresa Paiva-Weed, yeah, Gina Raimondo. The team of criminals. Yeah. Okay. You want to tell me that that's not the same million dollars? Baby, whatever helps you sleep at night. Yep. Yeah, of course. Okay. But that's the same million dollars. Like, we've established that Didn't people... go to research. Well, that's the thing is, these politicians are okay with being a billionaire person staff member. They don't really want to wield power. They're there to wield power on behalf of someone else. And this is the conversation that I definitely want us to get into. Is that like, we we talked about this a little bit before we started the recording. of just like, I am very hopeful by the amount of like smart, young, confident, capable people running for office. That makes, that brings me like a lot of hope and a lot of joy. That being said, I don't know that once everybody gets up there, that it's going to make a whole hell of a lot of difference. Because as we established, as long as there is this desire within people, whether it's left, right, or center, Mm -hmm. to progress their careers as opposed to the movement, right? I don't think we're going to get anywhere. Okay? I think it's one and two. Like, I think a lot of politicians trick themselves. In order for the society or the state to do well and progress, that necessarily means that they must. So they view themselves as like, you know, I'm a representative of the people, whatever. 
in order for us to continue to progress, then I must stay in power. They don't necessarily understand that this is not about you and like you mm. staying in power. Like you staying in power has nothing to do with the power of the movement. You can stay in power and the movement can the movement can go nowhere. <laughs> right, but they falsely like you know make that equivalence of like as long as I stay in power, the movement growing. Or the movement will only grow once I'm in power. Or I continue climbing. Like, actually, when I climb the ladder, that means the movement's climbing with me. Right. So you said a thing um, about, like, you know, people warn you against being too aggressive Mm -hmm. with your politics and your policies. And once you dig down into that, like, okay, why? What'll happen if I'm too aggressive? What'll happen if I'm too aggressive? Inevitably, the answer is, well, you won't get more power. And it's like... Cool, I'm not here for personal power. I'm here for the power of the movement. Well, I think it's a question of where they believe power is. These people who say this believe that people who hold the power in a society are the very few, right? People who own very stocks, they have have money that they can invest, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, so they believe that the regular people, these people don't have power, right? So when you are doing politics to cater to them, that doesn't matter. They don't have power. The power is held with people. And people on the left will tell you this, not really understanding that the argument they're making is that the masses don't have power. Right. You've got to cater to the few. Right. No, you're only giving the few the power by negating the power of the masses. Like, I think we've seen in a lot of these, like, I mean, I don't, it's looking less and less permanent as it goes on. But like, right when the pandemic was kicking into full gear, we saw this really amazing shift where like, for a brief moment, the employees had the power over the employers. I mean, that's still happening in a sense. For sure, for sure. I, again, I'm bitter and cynical and I always worry that it's not going to last because, like, I've watched so many movements be ruined by one personality figure who just led everybody astray, right? Like, and I I also fell victim to it. Like, I followed that, like, dumb asshole, like, rich white progressive leader around thinking that he knew what the fuck he was talking about and, like, thinking that he actually cared and then found out, like, years later, like, no, he didn't even tip his fucking restaurant workers. Oh, I remember when that Twitter exploded. Like, that was literally, like... the most random thing. Like, I just logged on Twitter and was like... This person don't, like, actually, it wasn't even, this person wasn't going after specific politicians. She was just naming politicians. That didn't tip. That didn't tip. And this person who had made their career as a progressive. About, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That fucking crushed of, and me. And then this person replied on the. On the thread. Showing their tips. And one of them was like, oh. <gasps> That, oh no! Oh no! You brought receipts and they made you look dumber. Oh no! Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? "Oh no, you baby, kept no!" That receipt and just and been like, "I tip." There's no proof, but I totally tip. Like, oh that no! That would have been a better game oh. plan than putting out a, a screenshot yeah. and tip that shit. Like everyone knows where you come from. Wow. We were okay. So I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day about like rich people are so fucking out of touch that they don't even know what right. pieces of shit they look like. <laughs> right. And what I remember Bank of America. America had this like commercial going for a while where they were talking about like how good they were as a bank and one of the metrics that they used was how much money they had earned in overdraft fees yes Overdraft is one of the most evil things that happened. And people were like, do you realize that doesn't make me want to come to you as a bank? Like, they had no... They were using people $35 for not having a dollar. You are not good people. You are not good people at all. They didn't have the concept that, like, 
Oh my God! No, that's the thing. Your stockholders want to hear. That's not a thing. That's customers want to hear. They were like, we collected so many billions of dollars in overdraft fees by stealing yeah, money from people who good. didn't have any. And everybody has to be like, that's not a great. Maybe don't. Yeah, maybe don't, that's an inside thought. And it's one of those things where rich people are so fucking dumb that they don't even understand what pieces of shit they are. So like to come out and be like, I tip. I gave her. I told her to get a better job. I, I, I did tip. Her. That's a great tip. Like, oh my God, no. Like, no, this is not okay. But this it really is, is one of those things where like, I mean, again, like I fell victim to it of like that, like, oh, like, let me follow the progressive leader. But like, I do worry sometimes that like a charismatic personality is a charismatic personality and they don't always know what the fuck they're talking about. No, that's the thing is, like, people need to decide whether they're looking for, like, Jesus to drop from the sky, save them, or they're ready to govern them. Save themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like leaders aren't bad. The moment is when you lose your own, like, train of thought. You just, like... They've got this, right? They got this. They got this, right? If you're saying things like, they got this, you're not ready to govern yourself. Exactly. And I think right now, I think just throughout, like, not just in America, but even in other countries, I think more and more people are beginning to question the way that we run society and think, like, I think people are wondering, what is it that I deserve as a human being and a citizen? And they're beginning to say, because I think throughout history, we really have thought about, like, what's the smart people, the rich people, the few people um, who have the expertise, right, to run a society, to run a country. And throughout history, I think we're coming more and more to the right answer, which is there is no person who, who is so intelligent, so great, so awesome that they can run a society solely or even a few people solely and do everything great. That that level, that that's never going to exist. Right. Because these people would have to be perfect. It's funny because, like, John Oliver did an entire episode about how, like, everybody has the instinct or, like, the ability to lean into that authoritarian, like, thing. And he said the example that he gave was, like, of course we know that we should have a president and an elected Congress and whatever. He was like, but if one day we all just decided that we were going to put Tom Hanks in charge, part of all of you would be okay with that. You'd be like, long live Daddy Hanks, Bubba Gump Shrimp forever. Like, I don't want to have to like put any effort into this and it's kind of nice to have the idea of like it's somebody else's fucking job it's somebody else's problem it's never somebody else's job if you truly believe in democracy and you truly believe that you want to govern yourself because i think we're coming to those terms of like i think throughout human history we have mounted up people to make things for us we've seen that that's a strategy that just doesn't work Mm -hmm. these people become very detached from the population they're governing Mm -hmm. and they don't govern right they think that they're the most intelligent you know, most sophisticated in the room when they're the most primitive, like primitive in the room, mm-hmm. usually, Ooh. with their opinions. Yeah, because they've and been so, in the same place for so long, now they fucking know. How would you they're know so anything about other people? I just think, it, it reminds me of, you, you remember when Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. And, you know, I took that loss very hard, even though, personally, I was back in Bernie. But originally, I was a Hillary Clinton supporter. But when I became more politically active, I was really not matching my <laughs> Yep. But anyway, she lost... And then her little book came out, which was, I'm um, just like, girl, you just lost. Damn. When were you writing this? Were you writing this instead <laughs> yeah, of running? Like, maybe you should have been a little more focused. should have been writing a book, but. But apparently, I think it was either in her book or like in 
another book that was written about her campaign. She was like on a private jet, you know, traveling to a state to do a rally or whatever. And she had said on the private jet that she didn't understand what was going on in the country. That she didn't almost wreck it because it was so different from like when she got out to the rallies and stuff and with the rise of Trump and Bernie, like a socialist, she was saying like, I don't recognize this country. And I'm like, so you're running for president of a country that you are admitting in you don't recognize. You don't really you recognize. Don't understand. How can you govern a country you don't, when you don't understand like the political, you know. Issues that they're fucking dealing with. Right. But this is what I'm talking and about. It's a level of entitlement so of like, I am the one that should govern even though I don't, I don't really it. know what's going on with the people. Right. And like, if you don't yeah. understand the country, why would you want to run it? Why would you yeah. want to run a country How of people you that you don't fucking you understand? Don't even know what's broken. Like, mm. yeah. well, what these folks don't want to fix. They this. just they they want to keep it comfortable for themselves, but they don't want to fix. I think a lot of people. Of it's it's a very surface level thing when it comes to like people who are running for president. They're really just thinking about like my like what are people gonna say about oh. me and like these surface level things that have nothing to do with what's gonna be written about you in a hundred. Yeah. Because what's trust me, people right now are gonna write nice things about you because you're still alive. Wait till fifty years later when nobody who knew you is alive, they're gonna tear you apart. That's like, also just like such a great. rich person mentality. Like yeah. I'm sorry, have you ever thought about like what your fucking legacy is? Yeah. As like yeah. a Providence right. yeah. like mom of like an eight year old. So I never been, like, what is my yeah. legacy? Yeah, what are people sure gonna no write gonna about remember me? my name in a hundred years? It's literally like, yeah. I was blown away. Somebody told me that I had a Wikipedia, and that blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Well, and then I was like, do. right, no, I wasn't, no, I was in public. No, I guess that makes it. But, like, yeah. did it, like, blew, I was like, what, what? Like, like someone might f- fall down the wiki hole. Right, wiki right, It literally yeah. didn't even occur to me that anybody gave a shit except for, like, my mom and dad, and even then, only occasionally. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. it didn't. But, like, that's one of those things that, like, that's such a rich person thing. Like, I think about my legacy in terms of, like, what kind of future am I setting up for my child? Yeah. Like, is he going to have, like, the foundations that he needs to be, like, a functional adult in the future? But I don't ever think about my legacy in terms of, like, what is the New York Times going to write about me in my obituary? Like, hopefully fucking nothing. I don't... I hope that, like, right. nobody yeah. gives enough of a shit about me at that point for that to, like... Yeah, and also, why enough. would I care? I'm dead. I'm fucking dead. Why would I care at that point? Well, like, that's crazy. To power for dear life. I think there was um, just a... I don't get it. What was it? Ken Clippency or something? One of these, like, progressive journalists had posted a cutout of an article that basically was, like, 50% of all senators, like, in Congress, in the Senate, um, they're, like, reliant on. So they cannot function, like, without their staff because they're so old. Many of them are losing the ability to, like, Oof. think of their feet. We've seen some of that on TV, and it Diane is awkward Einstein as herself fuck! Is, like, on the end stages of Alzheimer's. Yeah! yeah. And he posted the follow-up article about somebody filling Alzheimer's meds for a whole bunch of them, too. And I'm like, listen, I'm not ableist or whatever, but I also think if I'm not mentally capable of leading people, why would I put myself there? Right. Well, and why would you just be allowed to be there? So, like, I had the unique experience of having a city councilor who had always been fairly mediocre, and then he was in, like, a really serious car accident that left him mentally deficient and continued to do his job as a city councilor. And whenever you would talk about running against him, people would be like, oh, but he's but he's unwell. And I would be like, and exactly. so we should let him run the capital city? The fuck? 
Like, he should get a job out of pity? Like, no, he should get, like, medical help and, like, maybe, like, a hospice That's nurse or something. That's for all. Yeah, but, like, exactly. it was crazy to me that, like, people were like, oh, no, you can't run against him because, no, he like, should get disability pay because that's what he deserves. Right. Know? Like, right. He shouldn't paid. have to keep he working. Have, you're keep not working as a... But he absolutely answer. should not be voting on million-dollar fucking budget items for the goddamn yeah. capital city of the, like, state. Yeah. That's a thing that we shouldn't be letting him do. And, like, you that's another thing that blows my lives. fucking right. mind. We're like... Oh, but, like, we should just let them, like, no, 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 no. You don't get to order the meal for the whole rest, like, for the whole table when you're about to leave the fucking restaurant. That is not how this works. That is not how this fucking works. Supreme Court justices are a lifelong appointment. You should not get to appoint them when you do not remember what you ate for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Not happening. That's crazy to me. And, like, Kentucky, though, I like, like, obviously, just not, you know. Present company excluded from, like, our newest justice, who I adore. But I'm just saying, as a general rule, it's kind of fucking crazy to me yeah. that we let this happen. Well, that- even Kentaji, though. When, I mean, I'm happy that, you know, we have a black woman. Her, she ruled a lot. Like, black worker. Um, we That's the only smarter. time we let people in power is when they ruled against the lower class. Like, <laughs> again. We get much smarter because I just feel like the corporations and the establishment have learned that they can put up a black face, continue crushing black brown community face there. You know, well, you can't be against this person, right? Because then you're racist, even though we're running a whole racist playbook. Clarence Thomas and HUD. Dr. Ben Carson have no idea what you're talking about. They have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, these Um, people know what they're doing. I'm not of the belief that they know they get money. I mean, when you look at somebody like Candace Owens, like, and the amount of money uh, she's been able to accrue... She understands, like, she knows her. Know. What she says in private, I'm sure, is completely different than, yeah. than what she says in public. And exactly. what she says, because she's a character. Well, yeah, and, she this, knows, and she's just playing a role. And this right. is what brings us back to the role. personal yeah. power, right? Of that, like, a lot of people who run for office are not doing it for the power of the movement. They're doing it for the power of them personally. And so at the end of the day, there's always a line that they will not cross because that means that they will not get to the next level of power. And, and what's that line? Do you know what that line is? Well, I don't know what it is for each one of them, but I'm sure they have there, it. There's a line for the establishment. And that line is include the base. Mm. So the reason most progressives tend to fail is because they do indoor negotiations. Yes. So instead of like you know, joining protesters outside or, like, actually organizing a protest, they'll instead get, you know, behind a room, debate with the particular politician, and then maybe get some compromises and promises, and then, you know, they walk away. The other person hasn't seen a power, so they betray you. It's going to happen. But you lose. The only way you ever win is if you include the public. But for the establishment, one of the things that they'll threaten you the most, when you go out there and tell the public... Hey, there's a fight going on in the state house. I need your help. One, two, three, four, five is what's happening. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, yeah, you think that's corrupt? Let's get it done. Blah, 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 blah. They hate that. They don't want you to include the public in a fight. And a lot of progressives just cake. They just mm. start going into yeah. the back rooms and supposedly fighting for people. And then you'll get the whole sense of like, hey, guys. I am fighting for you. I can't tell you how I'm fighting for you, but like I am fighting. But I swear I really am. Yeah. That was one of the things that I was always really bad at is that they would be like, oh, you have to negotiate. And I'd be like, I don't want to negotiate with them. They're scumbags. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Negotiate. And I'm like, negotiate what? Like I'm right and they're wrong. I'm going to negotiate that they're going to be less wrong or what? I'm going to be less right. Like, no, that's not. And like, granted, like that does make you persona non grata with the 
like establishment, but not with your base. Like yeah, I never got in trouble for gonna, telling the fucking truth. I never got in trouble for telling the truth. Like with the establishment, oh my god, I was in trouble all the time. But like not with my people. Like because of the things you say to the public, they want to keep a tight ship. When you go out there and you include the public in a fight, and you, you know you let them know exactly what's going on, how folks can help. You take their ideas as well about what you should be doing. That to them is deadly. Mm. They hate that politics. Yeah, they do. Um, and progressives, because many of them, I'm sorry to say, are, many of them are kind of cowardly. Yep. Um, they'll just be like, hey, I'm not really going to include the public in this fight because... I don't want the public to know because then yeah. the establishment is going to get on me. And it's going to get being... on me. They're yeah. going to pour a lot of money against me. They're going to run me out of town. And I'm just like, are you here to fight or are you here to beg for a position? Mm. Right. Many right. Of these people just want to like... They want a position to be handed down to them for doing the right yeah. thing instead of just going out there and, and doing the right thing. Yeah, right. Like, you're not supposed to be waiting for cookies. They can just but cruise many of them are. Yeah. next election. They're waiting for or... the cookie from the establishment, and yeah. the establishment's never going to give you a cookie because they're opposed to your politics. Do you not understand? <laughs> Holy shit! How is it fucking an entire hour flown by? This is crazy. We had so many other things that we were going to ask you about that I just like I was like dreamily just staring at you at all your answers, like oh all of. <laughs> this all of this is exactly what i want up there we still have um, months and months to the primary i know so we, can we can absolutely do a part two so how can sure. people find follow donate support give um, me the plug hmm. well i am on all the social medias my facebook is the one that i least use but i'm gonna start being active on there because you know people are still on there some people old people <laughs> we're still on there lately. but i'm a big instagrammer um, it's just like my name. If you put in my name with like a dot between the L and the R, boom, I show up. And then my Twitter is just K. So Kinver dot Lee. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Took my brain a minute. We've had a lot of mimosa. <laughs> yeah. um, glad you figured Instagram. it out because I'm still stuck on the K. Well, and you know what we'll do is we'll uh, when we retweet the uh, when we post the episode, we'll put we'll your you we'll put your links. handles in. That'll be yeah. that'll be. We'll start doing that. We'll be nice to people yeah. um, that we like actually well, want to see succeed. The, the people that we like. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say like we have not done this for anybody yet, but we will totally put your handles in there. Who um, yeah. Well, well, so we interviewed Lenny Co, who's running against Dominic like Ruggiero. Yeah, we, we love him. before he was running for office, we got Harrison Tuttle, but we're gonna get him again now that he's like officially running. Um, Cynthia Mendes. Cynthia Mendes. Uh, Jackie Goldman, who's running for city yeah, council. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. technically in my neighborhood. Um, nice. I love it. Well, dog, so I yeah. love it because I I tell her uh, I tell them all the time that I'm their like designated bathroom. So like whenever they're out knocking doors, they'll text me and be like, "Can I?" Come use the bathroom, and I'm like, absolutely, doors open for you. So you get to um, see Jackie. Yeah, people I get to see Jackie all the time. So, so um, yeah, no, there are some, there are some like solid people. We're hoping I'm gonna get the Royce boys on again. I would love to nice. have Justin and Jason because I think that that would be oh, fucking would be hilarious fun. to just have them roast each other the entire time. Mm, um, but yeah, we've we've had a decent amount. It's weird because there's like some people that we haven't had on that like I can't imagine like Brett Smiley won't come on our show. That's so weird. It's so weird. He won't I mean, is it do you he's think it's because game. of like the forty five times that we like said that he was a little bitch boy who like didn't deserve to have any seat in office? That you know what, now that I'm saying it out loud, that might 
That might be the reason. And yeah, people are going to vote for this Whoops. creature because they have a lot of money. Why we didn't have him. We we tried to have Gonzalo Cuervo on and our technology. It was, Failed. Yo, it was but the Gonzalo funniest. will come back. It was also the yeah, funniest thing ever is that like we had, we had a Zoom we had a meeting. great interview with him too. We had a Zoom meeting where his face was upside down. The whole time. Wait, what? For the duration. It was the weirdest. Was I've never seen it happen on Zoom before or since. on our podcast. But it was, it was, and it was just him. Everybody else was right side up except for Gonzalo who was upside down. Maybe he had his camera upside down. That's what we thought, but like that's literally not what, it was, it was just like, we had like weird technology issues that day. Um, But we had, yeah, we had a, we had a bunch of stuff going on and it was phenomenal and amazing. Um, We're going to, we're going to link to your uh, Twitter and all your stuff. Are there any plugs that you have or? What do you mean? Like a website yet? Yeah. No, I only have my app blue, but I am thinking about crafting Ooh, a little website. Ooh, you got your act blue. You hear that, people? You can go ahead and donate whenever the fuck you feel like it. Yes, um, anything counts, honestly. Yeah, please. A lot of people feel bad, like, donating five dollars. I don't. Like, I don't. Listen, I'm poor, and I still be donating five dollars. Like, guess what? Five dollars is not a lot of money. But if everybody else, like, in my situation, thinks about this way and thinks like, "Hey, my five dollars could go a long way," that's a lot of money. Put that Bernie Sanders thing literally works, though, in terms of like that, like, oh, the average donation of twenty-seven. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't get big donors in my campaign. It was nothing but like twenty, twenty-five, like little mom and pop things. But it I was like have consistent. Dollar donor right now, and guess what? One of the things people told me is like, "Well, we don't know because you don't have." A thousand dollar donor. Yeah. Like, but, I literally, this was before I was like, yeah. So now, you know, folks are, think a little bit differently, but that was the advice. But it all, honestly, it all comes out, and like, if you spend, if you spend the way you're supposed to, like, it'll, it'll all happen for you. Friends, right. um, thank you for tuning in as always, and, uh, we'll, we'll definitely catch you next time. Jen, you got any plugs? I have no plugs this week. All right, no, we're, no. no plugs then. All right, uh, catch us on patreon.com slash can we fix it. And as always, our bot on Twitter that tweets out, um, you know, hot takes on behalf of the Can We Fix It podcast. Ken, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being on, and uh, we look forward to watching you win in September. Yeah. September, so right? It is September. Me. It's really fun. I know. We try I and get people drunk time. and like this have people amazing. like actually enjoy themselves. Um, Talk to you next time. Stay safe. Be a good neighbor. Wear your mask if you want to. Don't if you don't. But, like, don't be a dick about it. You know what I mean?